Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of you want to arise and build for the glory of God? And when we are in the house of God, I just believe that we can be so real. When, whenever the preacher asks, uh, how many of you are ready? It is so, you know, you don't have an option but to just raise your hands, no? Yeah, but, uh, but I, I just believe with all my heart today that there is an amazing grace today for you to arise and build in your family. Arise and build the purpose of God in your life and in your ventures, in, in, in the certain things that you are involved or appointed by God, yeah? So let us, uh, let us uh, get on to, uh, from where Pastor John stopped last time, uh, let's move on to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Yeah? Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. This, this, this verse says that actually because we have received, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, this means all the other things are going to be shaken. Last week we saw about it. All the other things are going to be shaken. But because we received a, king, a kingdom or we are going to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us now respond with gratitude and serve God and give Him an acceptable service with reverence and awe. Not by saying, Oh Lord, it's too tough. Oh, I have to go to church today. Oh, I'm going to serve God today. Oh, God is somehow... I don't know. There were so many families. Why did God put me in this family? Not by grumbling or not by having an ill attitude towards God. But the Lord says, because the moment we call, think about serving... We think about it is only on a Sunday and it is only for the people of God or the full-time ministers of God. That is normally the thought pattern of a normal person. But we need to know that nowhere according to any language which I know, where there is no meaning like serve means preach. Okay? In none of the languages which I know, serving doesn't mean meaning preaching alone. Serving means when the master says somebody, something that you do it. Amen. Whatever the master requires, you serve, you give. When you place an order, the, the waiter or the person who is supposed to deliver, they serve whatever you ordered. And that is the attitude when we serve this king. Amen. So the scripture says, because we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us now give a pleasing sacrifice unto God, an acceptable service unto God with awe and, with awe and great reverence. Amen. So I believe that there is a tremendous grace today for, uh, for us to, to arise and build the purpose of God wherever God has planted us. Everybody say purpose. Purpose. God has called us to live a life of purpose. Now I was led to prepare and uh, prepare this sermon from the book of Nehemiah and and when I book uh, when I look in the book of Nehemiah what I see is uh, that that this person has a great burden for the things of God let's see this uh, this was Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 2 Hanani one of my brothers and some men from Judah came and asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped and had survived the captivity and about Jerusalem when one of his brothers came, what he had to inquire was not about his personal well-being, was not about any other things, but he had a burden for the city of God. He had a burden for the people of God. What is your burden today? My intention is not to condemn you. But I believe, and I remember those days wherein I was in, in, in certain services, and I'm thinking, 
why am I coming here? I'm coming here because somebody taught me I have to go to church on a Sunday. Somebody trained me that if it's a Sunday, the number one thing on a Sunday is church. Is that all the burden that I have today? I think we need to ask, what is the burden from God that I have on a daily basis? Because based on your burden, you shall inquire. Amen? We know that there are situations in our life where if it's exam time, yeah? If it's exam time, we don't want anybody to distract us. We don't want anybody to disturb us. We know how to start praying. Yeah? Nobody need to teach us how to pray, when to pray, in which 11th hour or 3rd hour is the most effective time. No? We, nobody has to teach anything about us, but we are just trying to channelize our burden. Yeah? So when there is a burden, our inquiry, our actions, everything falls in, a line, in, in line with the burden. What is your burden today? What does your general inquiry look like? If I'm going to record or somebody's going to record your conversations for a, for a period of say three to four days or a, or a one week, what will be your general inquiry like? Because, because if I can, I can uh, listen to your general inquiry, I can have an idea, a glimpse of what is your burden. Everybody say, I need a burden. And if you don't have a burden today, I'm not intending to give another sermon, but I want to plainly tell you, Ask God for a burden. Amen? If you don't have a burden from God, if you don't have a burden for the things of God, ask God for a burden. I, I remember there are times wherein, uh, times wherein uh, uh, I've heard a lot of preachers saying, hey, hey, don't you know that the person who's passing you uh, right now, he, he may not hear the gospel next time. I'm thinking, it's okay. Because I don't have a burden for that soul. I don't have a burden for his, his eternity. And more than hearing sermons, I want to encourage you, go into the presence of God. I know that a lot of, uh, most of you have just put some uh, amazing perfumes on your body, on your, on your, on your clothes. And, and when I'm so distant from you, I cannot discern it. But the more I come close to you, the more I come close to you, whether it's a good perfume or a bad perfume, or even if it's a sweat smell, yeah? The more I come close to you, I know you. I know you. Yeah? And the more we come close to God, we know what is the burden in his heart. So if you don't have a burden for the things of God, I, want, I don't want to condemn you, but, 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 but it's, not like, it's not like somebody uh, who's saying, Pastor, um, so Pastor I, I don't think actually I can serve God because I don't know the word Pastor. I don't know how to pray. Uh, when Pastor says, it's okay you come, doesn't mean that you don't have to read the word. Doesn't mean that you don't have to pray. Uh, but the pastor is saying, okay, come over, we will teach you. We, you will, we will create avenues wherein you can grow. Yeah. So if you don't have a burden, I'm not going to say today that it's okay. No, it is not okay. It is not okay because God wants us to live a life of purpose. If you don't have a burden of God's purpose in your life, there are high chances you miss out on the purpose of God for your life. Amen. So if I don't have a burden, now, now some people know, Pastor, how do I know whether, whether, whether it's a burden, Pastor? How would you know what is the burden if you lift a 
hundred kilogram bag. Would you think actually? Oh, looks like I have a burden. I should feel the burden. No, no. The moment the burden is on you, it is so real, man. So if you don't have a burden, you don't have to decide and feel the burden. The burden will help you to discern that you have a burden, and because it's so real. How many of you, when you are so hungry, say, "Looks like I am hungry." Let me pray for more hunger, yeah. And as the Holy Spirit leads me, let me think of what to eat. No, no, no. It is so real. You will automatically start to think about the next destination, yeah. And and that's called the burden leading you, yeah. So when there is a burden, you don't have to manufacture a burden. The burden is so real in your life, and you need to have a burden in your life because if you don't have a burden from God. the chances of missing out the purpose of god for your life is is a, is a big time yes yeah and if you don't have a burden today ask god god i need a burden ask god god i need a burden i want to know about your purpose i want to know what is your plan for my life i need a burden god you have plans for me to bless the city you have plans for me to be blessing in the family lord i need a burden god i need a burden and if you'd see or if you analyze what is your general inquiry what do you follow do you follow instagram or do you follow uh, facebook or do you follow your burden what is your burden you will follow absolutely fine to follow instagram and fb but i'm telling you 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 will follow your burden you want to know if if you are really uh, into something if you are really engrossed into something if you are really burdened about something you want to know if you are really praying for somebody's healing you will look after a, 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 an update hey hey did, did that healing happen if you are really longing for a breakthrough if you are really looking for a for a breakthrough in your finances you will keep looking at the numbers because that has become your burden what is your burden today are you burdened for the things of god when nehemiah met his brothers he had to inquire hey what is the things that is happening in jerusalem and the brothers is giving him an update let's see they said to me the remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach and the wall of jerusalem is broken down and the gates are burnt with fire so his brother is giving him a very sad update that things are not great there things are not great there lot of people stop here oh i heard a very poor update i have a burden for that healing but it's not happening oh, i've been praying for this breakthrough for a long time my family is in ms and nothing is happening oh i'm just quitting and this is the trait of an ordinary man but nehemiah did not stop there he allowed god to lead your burden i have listened to lot of people saying pastor i am just so tired being in the faith i was in this church before and then i went to that church pastor everybody kalamar pastor if that was the case then i would have been in my previous church pastor the body of christ is so weak pastor i prayed for so many long time pastor i have been trying so much not even a, a, a I, i could heal a person with a simple fever pastor 
and I come back, all these things are true. All these things are true, but we, these, these things never give us the excuse to, to ignore the greater truth. So what? God still works today. God is still a healer today. God is even today giving breakthroughs. God is even today building families. God is even today arising or asking a remnant to arise and do the work of God. Amen? So when people say, hey, Pastor, these full-timers are so terrible. I saw what would you want to take up the challenge? Would you want to give a new definition to full-time ministers? Would you want to give a new definition as an anointed man of God? A lot of people are so satisfied saying, Pastor, there is a problem. Oh, here there's a problem. God, you are not a favorable God. This is so, such a mess. I know the situation is so real, but don't stop there. Allow your burden to be led by God. Everybody say, led by God. Allow God to lead your burden. What did Nehemiah do? He was so sad. I praise God that he was sad. Because if you don't have a burden, you don't even feel like crying. Just like, just like I, I just told about uh, the, the, my, my previous day. I, I remember that in 2019, it was the year wherein uh, is the year wherein I shared the love of Jesus through the good news li like never before. Like never before. Previously when somebody says, hey, looks like actually that person doesn't know Jesus. I say, it's okay. I'm not bothered that much about his eternity and all. I'm sorry, it's your pastor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm your pastor. I'm pastor is saying this. Yeah, but but I, I had to share truth. Yeah. I don't feel that great a burden towards lost souls previously. But this year, it was not like the same. It was not, it was not at all the same because I had a burden. When somebody, when I see a person, my first categorization is, oh, does he know Jesus? If not, I'll come closer to him. I'll somehow try to take that gospel tract and see, hey, hey, hey. I started sensing that burden in my spirit. If you don't have a burden, if... If the things of God is not happening in your family, in your personal life, in your business, wherever the Lord has planted you, and if you are not having a, a sense to weep, I want to tell you, it is a sign that you need to come close to God. It is a sign that you need to have that godly burden in your spirit. Because when you have something dear to your heart, and when it's not happening, you will weep. A lot of people still weep and drop it there. Do you know what Nehemiah did? Nehemiah wept and mourned for days. And I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. A lot of times I used to get so frustrated about the healing not manifested in people's life. I used to get so frustrated. I used to ask Pastor John, Pastor John, why this is not happening? What more we should do for this healing to happen? So he used to really bless me by saying, hey, just take it to the presence of God. 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 The more you have burden for the things of God, take it to the presence of God. Don't drop it there. Don't drop it there. Your family is almost shattered. Your personal life is a mess. You don't see progress. Your finances are in an in a utter mess situation. Take it to the Lord. Why? Not because you're selfish. But the plan of God for your family is to be a blessing. The plan of God for your finances is to be is abundance. The plan of God for your health is healing. 
Amen. Because it is the plan of God. The plan of God is not working in my family. I need to be burdened about it. And I need to take it to the presence of God. Nehemiah decided, I'm not going to leave this halfway down. I'm going to take it to the presence of God. And he started praying. And as he started praying, and as, as he started praying, he didn't pray like, Lord, all these terrible people have destroyed Jerusalem. Oh, I am the only righteous. That's not how he prayed. He prayed, Lord, me and my fathers, we have sinned. Oh, I take responsibility of what has happened in, the, in that city for, in, in my lifetime. And Lord, I want to believe you once again because you are a merciful God. Because when we repent that you will show your face unto us and we will build again. Amen. And I was really blessed by the next verse. And the next verse says, and now I was the cupbearer to the king. If you can take care of your heart posture, God can use you in any position. Amen. But if you are not willing to give your heart unto the Lord, no matter whether you are the king or, the, or, or whatever high position you have, I want to tell you, you might end up being a stumbling block to some other Nehemiahs. Amen. I want to encourage you that in my position, whether you are a homemaker, whether you are a, or a teacher, whether you are a doctor, whatever capacity God has given you, you can be a man of God. You can be a woman of God in that capacity. If you can take care of your heart posture, if you can believe that I am in the ministry of God, if you can believe that hey, God has placed me so that He wants me to arise and build. Arise and build in, the, in, in my capacity. God can use you in a mighty way. And the scripture says, and now I was the cupbearer to the king. Whatever high position, whatever low position, it doesn't matter if you want to do the ministry of God. Everybody say, we are the ministers of God. A lot of people think actually, hey, the work of God is categorized only to the full-time ministers. Full-time ministers might get, might get some more time to minister to the Lord. That's the only difference may get little more time to minister unto the Lord, but the Lord wants you to build your house. The Lord wants you to arise and build your personal life. The Lord wants you to arise and build purpose for your family. If I want to ask you, have you ever discussed within your family, what is the purpose that we are together? I often tell my staff, if we, if we don't come together and do the will of God, then let's not gather. Because the very reason why a team come together, there had to be a purpose. Why am I alive? Why, why am I, what is the purpose of my family? I'm doing business or I'm working in this place. What is the purpose why I should go to my office space? Add purpose into your life. Whatever position you are, if you can take care of your heart posture, the Lord can use you. I want you to know that, that if you can take care of your heart posture, the Lord can channelize His plans through you. Amen? Amen? And the moment you know the will of God in your life, the burden of God in your life, in case of Nehemiah, the Nehemiah, Nehemiah knew that when he sat in prayer, he was given a burden to build the walls of Jerusalem. He was given that burden to build the walls of Jerusalem. He decided, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to wait on this. I'm going to prayerfully Take fearless steps to respond to the burden of God. Lord of people are waiting to take steps after everything falls in line. I don't know when you will take that step. 
I'm going to show you a classic example of God's favor. When you have a burden from God, when God speaks to you something, when God bless you with a rhema word, when God puts you in charge of something, and when you know that I am the person who should arise and build, or I am responsible to sort this mess in my family, or I am the one who has been appointed in my office to take care of this, when you know that you have that call from God to do that, take prayerful. Why I say prayerful? Because oftentimes this step requires courage. And we will receive that courage only when we are prayerful. Take prayerful and fearless steps to respond to the burden of God. Nehemiah decided, I am going to talk to the king about this. He's the cupbearer to the king. He said, I'm going to talk to the king regarding this. And he, he said, I said to the king, if, I, if it please the king, and if your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Nehemiah decided that because the king of kings has called him, he will ask leave to the king. A lot of people are so much scared and frightened to ask leave for the things of God. Pastor, how will I ask leave, Pastor, for this 10-day school, Pastor? Pastor, how, will, how can a pastor workplace? I don't know, Pastor, whether I'll have that work once I come back. Yeah. If the king of king calls you, ask leave to the king. It's okay. Amen? A lot of times, actually, you might be thinking, oh, if I come back, will I have this work? My question is, if you don't respond to the king of kings, what is the purpose of having this work? If you fail to respond to the prompting of this king of kings, if God cannot use you through in, in your workplace, what is the whole point of your work? Be it a full-time ministry or a pastor or a, or a teacher or a doctor, whoever you are. If God cannot use you in your family, in your workplace, in your particular context, then what is the whole point of you being there? Amen. Nehemiah took prayerful, fearless steps to go before the king and say, Hey, there is a burden from God. I want to go to the city and build. And do you know what happened? Not every time you lose job. The moment you take steps for God, I have seen tremendous favor of God. And that's the same thing that happened in Nehemiah's life. And then the king said to me, the queen sitting beside how long will your journey be and when will you return? So the leave is automatically approved. The king is not even thinking whether you should get a leave, but the king is asking, when will you return? Amen? When, when Nehemiah planned and partnered with the plan of God, when Nehemiah took a fearless step, he had that conviction that I am here to do the will of God. I'm going to take a step God showed abundant favor into his life. And not only, not only he got leave, then the next verse says that actually he received the timber to, to do the work in that city. Hallelujah. I want to ask God to release favor upon all of you today. When God is going to give you a burden today, when God is going to uh, send a rhema of God today into your life, and God is going to lead you in a burden today, as you are going to partner with him, as you are going to fearlessly 
prayerfully take steps. I pray and release and declare abundant favor of God. Grace of God over each one of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I strongly believe that, I, I believe that there will be a tremendous rebuilding in, in families. Tremendous rebuilding in families. Because there is an anointing, there is a grace of God that is flowing in this place. And as you tap into the grace of God, your family shall be rebuilt beyond what you can imagine. I sense that some of you are just praying, especially a lady is praying for your father. Your father. Now I, I want to tell you that I sense in my spirit the Lord is going to touch him. And he is going to, be, he is going to flame himself up for the ministry. He's going to come mightily into the work of the Lord. He is going to be, he's going to be much more passionate than you. I want to encourage you, whenever the Lord nudges you, always remember, always remember, whenever the Lord nudges you, if I am not able to channelize that, then why am I alive? Am I positioning myself? Is my fear positioning me in a place wherein even God cannot use you? Or even God cannot use us. So whenever the Lord speaks us, count it as a precious thing and make sure that, hey, let us move forward. I'm going to take this burden forward. And the moment Nehemiah decided, I'm going to build and he reached that city, the very act of building, the enemy hates. The scripture says, the thief comes only. Everybody say only. 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 The scripture is not saying the thief come also to steal, uh, steal, kill and destroy. Allah scripture says. The scripture says the enemy comes only to steal, kill and destroy. This is absolutely opposite to the very act of building. The moment you decide I'm going to arise in my life. I'm going to build my life based on the purpose of God. I'm going to lead my family according to the purpose of God. Or oh, I'm going to realign my business. I'm going to realign my job according to the purpose of God. I want you to know that the enemy hates you. The enemy hates you because he comes only to steal, kill and destroy. The same thing happened here in the life of Nehemiah. The moment he reached... When Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, heard about it, it was very displeasing to them. What was their displeasure? It is so strange and funny. Let's continue reading. What was their displeasure? It was very displeasing to them that someone had come to seek the welfare of the sons of Israel. They didn't like that somebody came to do good to Israel. Yeah. In Malayalam, we say that. The moment we arise and do the purpose of God, the enemy hates it. Be it family, be it our personal life, the enemy hates it. And the enemy will start attacking. But when Sanbala the Horonite and the Tobia the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard it, they mocked us and despised and said, what is this thing you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Oh, when did you start praying? Oh, you are now going to WICC. Oh, independent. Oh, you are some special breed or what? Yeah. You are fasting. When did you start fasting? Hey, don't die. Eat something. 
ഈറ്റ് സംതിങ് ഈറ്റ് സംതിങ് ഡോണ്ട് ഡു ഓൾ ദീസ് തിങ്സ് വലിയ പണിക്കാരൻ വന്നിരിക്കുന്നു ഫാമിലി If you are really arising to build your family I want you to know that do not be discouraged because the end of the story is that the team build the wall in a powerful way I want you to know that actually it is possible with God it is possible with God to rebuild your family it is possible with God to 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 make to take the mess in your life and transform into a message decide today that I'm going to arise and build according to the purpose of God in my life Amen the moment you decide i'm going to build the enemy hates it and the enemy will start to despise but the scripture gives us what to do hey don't change your task or don't change your battle towards the enemy kinahamai is giving a, a a great act of wisdom he continued with the work he kept his focus but depended on god let's see how he's responding because these people are not just sending um, uh, whatsapp or instagram these guys are coming face to face and saying hey how will you work what work you're going to do how long will you pray or oh, these all things are just initial feelings you are not going to do anything great how long you will read the bible and all nothing will happen or oh, you started loving me Mm-mm. i don't think actually this is not agape and all i'll just poke you next time and you are gone yeah the enemy will try in every way to despise and to mock but the scripture gives us the wisdom keep your focus on the work and depend on god nehemiah did not intend to change his track and wage war against tobia or sanballat nehemiah decided he is answering so i answered them and said to them the god of heaven will give us success therefore we his servants will arise and build amen i want all of us to keep that posture in our heart i i don't have the experience to build i'm not a great builder i'm not experienced in 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 changing ruins into a great city but i know my father can do this he has done this time and again in so many families he has healed people like anything he has caused deliverance in a lot of families i know my heavenly father can do this and because he will give us success therefore we will arise and build amen and i want to i want to bring your attention to chapter 3 and this chapter 3 talks about the repairs people and which all families help this work of god the wall of jerusalem is being built under the command under the inspiration of nehemiah that is the burden that he got from god he encouraged people people signed up and 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 they started building the walls which is in front of their place whatever portion of the wall is in front of their place they started taking ownership of that place they started building it they started repairing it i believe that is a call on our church as families we let us build the areas that we can repair 
Let us build the areas that we can repair. What is that I can do for the kingdom of God? You don't have so much money. I think you can start praying for the church. You don't have a great anointing to lead. You can be a follower. You don't have a great uh, skill to preach. You can be the usher. You can, you can start doing what, you, uh, what the Lord wants with what you have. Amen. So here the great strategy was each family started taking care of the place in front of them. And they started rebuilding. Only one category. Everybody say one category. Only one category did not partake in the work of the Lord. I want us to give special attention to this. The Levites took part in the, in the work of the Lord. The normal people took part in the work of the Lord. Sons and daughters took part in the work of the Lord. Musicians took part in the work of the Lord. This whole category took part in the work of the Lord, except one group. And the scripture says, Moreover, Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 5, Moreover, next to him the Tekoids made repairs, but their nobles did not support the work of their masters. Is your nobility pulling you away from the work of the Lord today? What is keeping you away from the work of the Lord today? Oh, I had a tough time sharing the good news gospel this year. Not persecution. Handling myself. Handling the selfishness and the deceit of my heart. Oh, whenever, whenever I had that, had that burden to share the good news and gospel to people, and when I go there and, and I want to share, I was fearing rejection. Oh, will they accept this? thing that I'm saying. I know this is the, 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 the great news. This is the great love of God. This is something that's going to bless them to eternity. Oh, will they reject? I had that fear. When I overcame that fear and started sharing to people, oh, I, I really was blessed by the gospel track that WICC was uh, giving. Oh, that was such a blessing. But there was only one issue. When I started giving that, uh, that the gospel track, I looked as if I'm giving that tract, you know. That is such a cheap thing, no? Uh, that, that giving that tract or something to people and how would people feel? Will people feel that I'm so cheap? Uh, what will people think about me? When, when I was sharing the gospel, some people would stare at me. And when I was, um, when I was already getting ready with the card, some people will, uh, will, will frown at me. And, and I was feeling as if, oh, should I really do this? I'm well-dressed and, you know, uh, I'm well-qualified and... And, uh, you know, I have that, uh, that, that, that status. Should I really share this gospel? You know, what will people think? What about one-on-one -on -one evangelization? Is that, isn't that better so that I'll help them understand who really am I and then so that my ego won't be hurt? I had a real tough time taking these cards and I decided that I will overcome this. And I decided that, oh, if people, will people think that, I, uh, that I'm really cheap? I understood the scripture. I'm not only cheap, I was lost and I was dead in my transgressions. I don't have anything to protect. Amen? When we hold on to the scripture, I was, I was, I was constantly thinking, if somebody sees me that, oh, that, that I'm sharing this gospel tract to somebody, what will people think? I understood that people will think that I am giving the gospel tract. 
it's okay. So then the Lord started asking me, so what are you saying? Are you, do you really believe in what you're doing? Uh, I believe that I have to do it, but I'm not sure whether I'm really convinced about it. Yeah? So, uh, so, so I, I, I had to really overcome that thoughts of nobility that was taking, pulling me away from the work of the Lord. What is that nobility? What is that status? What is that false thought about yourself that you have which is pulling you away from the work of the Lord today? Because in this portion, we can see that only the nobles of the Tekoids stayed away from the work of the Lord. They did not support. Recently, one brother was, um, was coming to me and, and he was asking something. And I said, hey, we are the children of God in the city. Anything good and anything God, we are welcoming those things in our city. Anything good and anything God, we want them in the, uh, those things in our city. Amen? And, and there are times when most of the times our, our, our nobility won't allow us to partner in certain things of God. We as a church are not here to be a noble crowd. We as a church are, are planted here to be a city on a hill and we shall be a God-chasing church. Hallelujah. We shall be a God-chasing church. And we want us to, to, to position ourselves in such a way that when there is a work of God happening, when there is a move of God happening, we will not be noble enough to stay away from the plan of God. We will not be noble enough to pull ourselves away from the work of God. So in this portion, just keep in your mind and reflect in your life, what is that nobility that is, that is thinking, making me think, actually, oh, should I really praise? Should I really keep my hands up and praise? Should, should I really uh, study the word of God? Should I really fast? What is that nobility that is pulling you away from doing the work of God? And then this breed, this group of people was so excited. Uh, and and um, Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 says, So the, all these th time actually, this Sanballat and Tobiah, they were like, uh, they were like, they were decided that we will not leave these guys. They were just going on behind these people and discouraging them. Hey, you, you guys will not do this work. You guys will not finish this work. And then they started intimidating them intimidating them but in the scripture it says Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 17 says those who were rebuilding the wall I'm just moving back so we built the wall and the whole wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work amen there was so much of challenges there was so much of discouragement there were so much of issues that, that was happening. But when Nehemiah inspired people, they decided we will partner in the work of the Lord. And they decided, the scripture says, because the people had mind to work. Amen. Because the people had mind to work, they did the wall till half. They did the wall till half. I want to encourage you, if you want to build your family, if you want to build your life according to the purpose of God, ask God for that excitement. Know that I, I need to be excited for the plan of God in my life. Amen? I need to be excited for the plan of God in my life. And because men had that excitement, and, and um, 
Dr. Samson says he's an amazing leadership mentor. He says excellence is a result of excitement. Excellence is a result of excitement. When we are excited about something, when we want, we are so excited to bake a cake. Nobody needs to teach us, or probably people can definitely help us, but nobody needs to pep us up to 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 bake a cake. When we are excited for some, we don't need external motivation, but that motivation and inspiration comes from within. We need to ask ourselves: Am I really excited for the things of God in my life, or have I become a a, a passive Christian? Have I become a comfortable Christian? What is that I'm really looking forward from the presence of God? Excellence is a result of excitement. If I am excited for the things of God, I will make myself. A lot of times, actually, when I do the training for the church team, I tell them your 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 Sunday service ministry doesn't start on Sunday morning. It has to start the previous day or days before that. You you start praying for the Sunday service. When you are excited about the service happening. when you're excited about the lives being touched during the service when you're excited about being families being built through the service you will start praying on a friday you will start ironing clothes on a saturday you will uh, you will you will go to bed even even early yeah because why i have a great day coming on sunday and i'm excited and when i remember the days where i i used to play cricket for the state and literally the previous night i won't sleep because i am dreaming if that ball comes that way i will hit that way yeah and how i'm going to celebrate if i hit a century i'm going to this first do like this and then do like this i'm all excited i'm all excited what is your excitement level for the things of god Are you excited to see God manifesting in your personal life? Are you excited to see God being the king in your family? Can you dream about a business led by the leadership of Jesus? Can you dream if God has placed you in a in a school or or or, or in a, in, a, in a particular powerful position? Can you can you dream about God being the king there? What is your excitement? and with excitement they they took or they built the wall till half but that really really made sanbalat and tobia they just decided we are going to attack these guys and when the going gets tough only the tough gets going i know certain i can sense in my spirit some people are really worn out in your families some people are really worn out because of the debt in your business i want to remind you one thing the generals are given medals for fighting in the war and not for lesser time the generals in the army are given medals bravery medals awards for fighting and showing their valor in the war and not in lesser time when the going gets tough the tough gets going i want to encourage you grace over you today i want to declare grace over you today you shall not fall you shall not fall i want to bind every discouragement that is working against your life or some of you i sense some of you are just 
just resign from your life some of you have just resigned from your life i want to encourage you today i sense this is the voice of god for you i want to encourage you today god can rebuild your wall god can rebuild your wall some families are so broken you don't have any hope i want to let you know when the going gets tough the tough gets going and you will become tough when god is with you do you know what kind of demonstration this people did they decided this is the will of god for the city they knew that god wants this wall to be built and because we are alive because we are here we are here either say the tale the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violent shall take it by force do you have an aggression in your spirit today to see the things of god in your personal life i want to release that right now over you aggression for the things of god in your life don't be satisfied with uh, by by seeing the sickness in your family god wants the 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 wall to be built god wants the wall to be built do not settle with with that unbelieving member in your family god wants a salvation god wants a salvation and if you are alone in your family if you are serving god if you are connected to god if you are the child of god alone in your family i want you to know that it is not a pressure but you are the only person whom god can partner in that family so arise and build arise and build because you are the only person whom god can count on arise and build arise and build hallelujah hallelujah do you know what this what this people did those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other hand holding a weapon god gave grace for these people to continue with the work in the midst of trouble and persecution and attack i want that to be released over you right now whomsoever is feeling discouraged threatened i'm going to lose my life my family is going to be shattered i want the grace of god to be released over you right now that you shall be strengthened to continue with the work and still protect your business and still protect your ministry and still protect your family and still protect your faith life and still protect your health and everything concerning with what god has given you as for the builders each wore his sword girded at his side as he built so neither i my brothers my servants nor the men of god who followed me none of us removed our clothes each took his weapon even when we were bathing hallelujah hallelujah there are times wherein when when you know that things are just falling apart in front of you you need to take position you need to take position i'm just reminded of to to go back to a portion in nehemiah chapter 2 in nehemiah chapter 2 before rebuilding the wall i just i just believe god wants somebody to hear this in nehemiah chapter 2 before nehemiah building started to build this wall nehemiah decided i am going to walk 
in between the ruins i am going to go and look at the ruins the ruins will not snare at me the ruin the mess in my life will not any more snare at me he decided nehemiah decided i myself will go to that city and i myself will see the extent of damage i myself will behold with my eyes what has happened but it will not threaten me because i have decided with the grace of god i will arise and build amen i want i want i want to be to be prayed over you that god will give you the tenacity god will give you the strength to walk in between the ruins in your family god will give you the strength to walk in between your death situation and still speak to it and say i have decided that you will not threaten me but i will arise and build i will arise and build a lot of times in our, in, our, in our lives we have we have challenges in con- in convincing people the lord knows how to establish you sometimes it may be our spouse sometimes it's our parents sometimes it's our boss sometimes it's, it's our pastor sometimes it 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 might be our enemies but i want you to look at this verse and i want to i want to i want to close a lot of times we revolve our life to convince other people but i want you to know that don't take that battle of convincing others don't live a life to convince others because it is god who establishes you god knows ways to establish you lot of people this sanballat and tobia they despised and mocked and and they did everything against the work of the lord but in chapter 6 verse 15 says so the wall was completed on the 25th of the month elul in 52 days when all our enemies heard it everybody say enemies when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it they lost their confidence they lost their confidence do not fight to take upper hand over those people who are mocking you today let the lord do it let the lord do it let the lord do it don't take a battle for which you don't have the grace Amen when when our all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it they lost their confidence for they recognized everybody say recognized for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our god hallelujah if you have been speaking to people about the hand of god in your life if some people are despising the testimony in your life do not go again and convince them the hand of god shall convince them the hand of god shall convince that this is done by our god hallelujah we are called to arise and work for the lord we are called to arise and build for the lord and the scripture says after this portion after chapter 6 the wall was complete generally everybody stops there but this nation understood that actually we have walked away from god once and it is the mercy of god that he has called us back and given us one more opportunity given us one more opportunity to be a people of god so they decided 
immediately after the wall was built we are going to restore godly order we are going to restore godly order in chapter 8 it talks about the whole nation the whole congregation men and women and the, the scripture says anybody who can understand and perceive they came together and Ezra came with the book of the law and they did a sunday service there they restored godly order in their zones have you restored godly order in your in your family are you passionate to restore godly order in your personal life the chapter eight is so touching so touching so touching i want to encourage you to read nehemiah only 13 chapters 13 chapters i want to encourage you the scripture says after they read the book of the law they were crying they couldn't do it for a long time now the scriptures in our tabs in our phones except in our hearts when they heard when ezra and the and that uh, uh, that 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 chapter 8 that picture is so 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 touching that portion says the whole congregation came together the whole people came together to hear from the book of the law and ezra came with the book of the law and then he opened the book everybody arose and started praising this god they had such an awe for this word of god they had such an awe for the things of god and then just like our pastors or leaders come um, uh, the levites came there and they started ministering and praising and then the and then the people again joined with them and started praising god they were so particular to restore godly order i believe that it is we are in a, we are in such prophetic season as a church and as a church we are starting a 21 day fasting sorry i i want fasting also uh, chain prayer yeah uh, 21 day chain prayer today and i i know that almost 80 85 people have signed up i believe and i i sense in my spirit that those who are going to seek this seek the lord in this season because of the grace of god because of the 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 uh, the anointing of god in this season i believe you shall not be the same you shall not be the same you shall be built up beyond what you can imagine you shall be stronger in the spirit you shall be stronger in the spirit the things that you used to be bothered before will not pull you down after this 21 days you shall be built in the spirit you shall be built in the spirit i want to encourage you to arise and build godly order in your family in your offices in your personal life the moment this tem- this this wall was built israel came together in chapter 9 it says they came together they fasted they decided oh we sinned against god they repented they decided i'm not going to associate with the ungodly they separated themselves consecrate yourselves consecrate yourselves consecrate yourselves this is a season where the lord is asking us to arise and build and no one else will have the burden to build in your zone because you are appointed you are appointed there you are appointed there 
I sense some people are really upset that others are not doing it. Others, no, 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 you are called to do it. You are called to do it. Shave your eyes. Shave your eyes. Father, we want to give you all praise and glory. We want to give you all praise and glory, Lord. Hallelujah. All praise and glory. All praise and glory. I sense in my spirit to encourage. Encourage. You shall build. Encourage. I sense the I, I, I sense the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you that it is not impossible. It is not impossible. It is not impossible. You will build. You will build. You will build. Just as Nehemiah said, my God shall give me success. So I will arise and build. My God will give me success. So I will arise and build. I right now speak amazing strength and courage into hopeless situations. Hopeless situations. Hopeless situations. Keba lanto. Zoko rohu shabara barade. Riyan tolba lakara barande. Hopeless situations. Lenta zakora barade. If you are a person that, that you have a burden from God, but you are, you are fearful about, if you are fearful about your next step, I sense there are few people like that. Ask God for grace. I want to release the anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. Fearlessly. Or you shall fearlessly take the next step in God. I want you to know, I want you to know that you are well designed to hear the voice of God. You are well designed by God to hear the voice of God. Somebody, somebody who is struggling with that aspect, just thinking, I said, will I hear the voice of God? You are all set wonderfully and powerfully, well crafted by God to hear the voice of God. You're thinking, will I hear the voice of God? Oh, you will, you will not miss the rhema of God. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship. Let's worship. Let's arise and worship. If, this, if, this, if, the, if the Lord has spoken to you regarding your family, I want you to, I want you to be encouraged. You can build godly order in your family. The Lord has to be the leader in your family. Will your kids know that my dad is excited for the book of the law? Will my, is, my, is my mom excited for the things of God? Godly order in families. Godly order in families. Godly order in families. I pray grace over grace over wives who are really struggling to establish godly order in their families. You shall not be discouraged. The presence of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Holy Spirit, do your part. Faithfully do your part. Faithfully do your part. Faithfully do your part. 
and I pray and declare declare together just let's let's just join together and pray let's declare breakthrough in those families breakthrough in those families certain wives are struggling I can sense must be certain wives are struggling to establish godly order in the families oh we exalt you Lord we exalt you Lord we exalt you Lord we exalt you Lord Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to close by saying this one more thought from the scripture. Some of you are not able to decide, discern the good that is pulling you away from the work of the Lord. The good, listen to me carefully. The good, some of you are, are, are passively distracted. Some of you are without knowing distracted from the work of the Lord. Some of you need grace of God to discern the good that is distracting you from the work of the Lord. In chapter 6 in Nehemiah Sanbalat is calling Nehemiah for a for a, for a casual meeting. For a meeting. For a meeting, the word as such meeting is not a sin. Let's come and meet. Let's come and meet. It's a very neutral word. Let's come and meet. I want you to take the response of Nehemiah with you as you go. Nehemiah says, Don't you know that I am in an important work? How can I come? leaving this work incomplete some of you need discernment about the good and the neutral things that is pulling you away from the work of the Lord I want to encourage you in the spirit of the Lord don't allow anything that will take you away from the work of the Lord don't allow anything that will take you away from the work of the Lord. Speak straight. How can I come by leaving this work incomplete? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to pray and ask, O oh Lord, for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit in our homes. Mighty move of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives mighty move of the Holy Spirit I sense in my spirit that after this three weeks oh I can see eagles rising up oh I can see giants of faith I can see giants I can see the spirit man being edified giants of faith arising in the anointing of God thank you Lord I believe that people who are going to sign up and, and, and people who are going to prevail in prayer they will surely say one thing. Hey, I know this Lord in a greater measure now. 
I know the heart of God in a greater measure today. I know the move of the Holy Spirit in a greater measure today. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our midst. Lord, we exalt your name. We are so grateful that we are able to serve you, God. We are so grateful, O oh Lord, that you have kept our life, Lord, to serve you. We will arise and build. We will arise and build. We will arise and build. We will arise and build our families. We will arise and build in our offices. We will arise and build, O oh God. We give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name.